So, uh, anything big happen in the wrestling world this week? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. Experimental act of concern. It's a perfect world being heard. This is the maniacal hour. You're 100% on the ground. Powered by the emotion of self-passion. This is how we get down. It's a rain all about it. coming to take control. I say that in jest, right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the blow-off presented by the Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. And I am your host, Dr. Jargo, P-H-D. And I am joined alongside my tag team partner. He's the man from Down Under. He's the COVID candidate. He's the G-A-G from the PWC. He is my sick brother wearing a goddamn Red Sox hat. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my man, Jimmy T. Jimmy T, welcome back to your show. Thank you, and I, I must be sick wearing a Red Sox friggin' beanie, but uh, yeah, man, I'm just, it's a little chilly even though I'm wearing a singlet, but hey, you know how it goes, man, when you're sick, it's a bit hot, it's a bit cold, nevertheless, I've survived, and thank God, Jago, I'm not a two-time COVID kid. Yeah, at least you're not the two-time COVID kid. We're working on that, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe oh, if you no. get another half a dozen jabs or so down the, down under, you know, then maybe you can catch the COVID. Be like the rest of the world. I haven't got it yet either, man. So you know, knock on fake wood. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. So hey, Jimmy T, I, I guess you know, there's only one place to start this week, and uh, that of course is the J1 climax coming to us from New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, that's not it. Vince McMahon. Yep has stepped aside you know that might be a little bit bigger story just a little bit uh so yeah the real question is and it doesn't really matter did vince mcmahon retire was vince mcmahon pushed aside i i think it's definitely the latter um and now we're seeing reports i saw wrestle zone had something out earlier that uh, the sec filings you know that that may have rushed vince's retirement plan duh you think of course i mean when i heard the news jimmy t my immediate thought was wow they finally got vince mcmahon I mean, and, and that was pretty much all my thoughts on the entire situation what what was your initial reaction well funny because uh just before we started recording the show i was uh going on a rabbit hole of jim Cornette stuff yes oh boy right here exactly and you know what after Listen to what he had to say. I guess we both had the same thoughts. And I've come to the conclusion, Jago, that Khan, Stephanie, and Trips, uh, they're the ones, dude. It was Stephanie that took her dad, like old Yeller, practically took him to the back, blew his head off. And I think them three have done it for, not only for themselves, and I don't mean that in a... In an in actually like spoiled way or anything or selfish reasons. I mean, it depends that's on which one we're talking about. But you know, I well, think Stephanie has the best interest of WWE at heart. I don't think Nick Khan right, does. Absolutely. 
And and, no. and I don't think that that's necessarily where Triple H's motivations lie either. I mean, it's going to benefit WWE, but it's going to benefit Triple H, like everything that Triple Absolutely. H does in this business. He only does it if it somehow benefits him too. And I'm not even saying that's necessarily wrong or the wrong no. perspective to have. Not that's just all. the reality of the situation. Well, like I said, I was just thinking about it and... Uh... Look, man, them, them three were the ones that were going to gain, dude. Look at it. Absolutely. I mean, every, all three of them won. Khan gets his CEO spot. You know, he can concentrate on the business sense of things because, let's be honest, Stephanie ain't like her father in terms of business. You know what I mean? Well, you not know? too so many people what, are. I mean, like that's not even a slight against right, Stephanie. Absolutely. No, not at all. I'm sure she does know about business, obviously. But uh, that's what Nick Khan is in that co-CEO spot, dude. He's going to look after the business side of things. She's going to be looking after everything else that's not that business heavy, but still business. And Triple H is taking care of the wrestling side of things, dude. I mean, it's it absolutely. And I'm, and I'm down for that. I mean, if you watched SmackDown last week, it wasn't your normal Stephanie, dude. She looked like she had a lot of guilt. You know what I'm saying? That's how I took it. And look, it probably was the right thing to do. But in terms of business, you can say what you want about Vince. He knows what he's doing when it comes to business. So I guess my question is, in the immediate, I mean, when you look at the macro, Vince McMahon is going to be recognized as the greatest professional wrestling promoter of all time and taking things, you know, out of bingo halls and into national arenas and then the global expansion, taking the company public, buying his competition, like... There, there's so much to say about Vince in a business sense. And I think eventually that's what he will be remembered for. Absolutely. In the short term, be. what is Vince McMahon's legacy? And is it entirely tainted by the circumstances of his retirement? Well, it depends who you talk to. I think in the, in the sense of professional wrestling fans, is he tainted? Could he ever be tainted? I mean, we all bitch and moan about Vince, but let's be real here, man. Every time he comes out on television, those same fans that bitch about him are all bowing down to him, cheering for him. You know what I mean? So I think he's bulletproof in, in terms of the professional wrestling fan, especially, you know, more around our age you know, bracket per se. But when it comes to the public eye, I mean... It's hard to meet to the guy, man. I mean, people have tried in the past, but it just it doesn't really pan out for Vince, even though this is what's happening really now. That's the only way they could have got him off, right? I mean, so I think in the oh, short term... Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, how they got him off. Oh, I see. Taking um... low shots, taking the low-hanging fruit, <laughs> the low-hanging grapefruits, if you will, of 74-year-old Vincent Kennedy McMahon. It is what it is, Jago. I mean, look. I'm grateful for what he's done for this business. Let's be honest. He's the best promoter in the history of professional wrestling and always will be for many years to come. But I think his legacy is actually pretty fine at the moment, man. Sure, you've got his detractors, but overall, I think he's fine. It's 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 an interesting kind of case study because I don't feel like the wrestling fans are upset. In any no, way, shape, or form. They're, they're, the wrestling fans themselves are already in the reflective 
kind of mode, which is why we heard the thank you, Vince chance. Like, Absolutely. but I, I, I do feel like there is a separation between the Mr. McMahon character that everybody loves and is incredibly overindulgent into with the no chance in hell thing versus Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the way people are kind of looking at Vince at this point. It's really, really interesting, especially inside of a 2022 context. But I feel like the other part of it is wrestling fans all have known that Vince McMahon was a dirtbag for 40 years. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You know That's what I mean? Thing. Like, right. There, there's, there's no new news here. Nothing at all, man. And that's another thing that makes it easier for Vince to step away in a good way, if that makes any sense, right? Because in his eyes, it's probably not the best way. And especially he's doing it, like, very quietly. I mean, there's no extravagant Vince send-off, which makes things a little more suspect, shall I say, because it makes it more obvious to me. He's disappointed, dude. He's, I think he feels gutted with how his family has probably treated him in this sense. But I think they did it for the good of the business and for the good of the company. I mean, the bright side is for him. At least he can say his family is still pretty much in power of WWE. Yeah, there is that. At least it is still, at the end of the day, a family business. I do agree. I think Nick Khan's going to run the business side of things. I think Stephanie is going to take care of the rest of the office. And I think she'll be really, really good at that role. Absolutely. No doubt. The most interesting one for our purposes on this show is Triple H. Triple H now taking over creative. GBT, I have not heard anything as of yet. And I am a little intrigued about NXT last night. Is NXT going to go back to being the black and gold brand? Like, is NXT going to, like, does that fall under Hunter's umbrella as well? Well, funny enough, we haven't actually really heard, and you're the first to bring that up. Everyone's just assuming that he's taking the reins of NXT. And you know what? I dare say he's not. Because if he's doing everything on the main roster like he's supposed to be... He ain't going to have time. Absolutely not. So I don't know if that goes down to to uh say Shawn michaels yeah um, that's po- possibly i mean but who's I mean, we know be- we know sean was basically running the day-to-day operations while hunter was out ill dealing right. with his heart issues so i mean is it really that unreasonable to think that you know over the course of the next six weeks we're actually going to get to see what lies in sean michaels mind as far as being a wrestling promoter i mean like i i feel like sean's the one that naturally is in that position to take over NXT. Absolutely spot on, Jago. I mean, it only makes sense. Is is Gary Bloom still there? I'm not sure. I assume so. Like, and I'm talking about Matt Bloom. Oh, Matt Bloom. Sorry, what did I say that for? Yeah, Matt Bloom. Uh, I'm talking about A-Train, obviously. Um, If he's still there, I'm sure he's got a lot of uh, power still in NXT. So, um, but definitely be HBK or him. But, uh, do we possibly get even Regal and all his actual right-hand men? Because right now, other than HBK, Triple H doesn't really have a right-hand man when you think about it. You know what I mean? Oh, you didn't know? He's not in WWE right now, actually. No, but I imagine that he's on a bus on his way to Orlando or Stanford. And that's what I'm saying. Is it possible that William Regal even makes a U-turn and actually comes back to WWE in, in his position? Because I felt like he was one of the best things going in terms of recruiting in WWE and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. 
Um, it, that it is interesting. I'm not sure how long Regal's deal is with AEW, but there since AEW really launched, there's been all this talk about who's going to go to AEW next, and oh, this talent was released. Are they going to AEW? I think we're going to start seeing that go the other direction with Hunter taking absolutely. over. 100%. Actually, I dare say they're going to absolutely raid AEW. Like, within the next year, believe me when I tell you this, there's going to be huge raids going on. And it's it's great for the performance, man. I oh, mean, absolutely. This is what they wanted, right? But you know but what? Do we see a scenario where a Johnny Gargano shows up on Monday Night Raw friday night smackdown and immediately becomes one of their centerpiece acts no actually i don't think that will happen because i think hunter is smart enough to let's be honest though jago here right gargano is great don't get me wrong is he right oh, yeah. for them but is he right for the mainstream type of audience think about it and i'm saying in terms of upper upper card talent you know what I'm saying? I think he is if he's presented the right way. I think he's he's Daniel Bryan, but Ooh. as a company guy. Like, he, you don't get all the pushback from Gargano that you got from Danielson, right? right like, right. I, I, I feel like he's more, he's a Triple H guy and whatever oh, you definitely. say, Papa Hunter, you know? So, I mean, but I feel like if, if you present him in the same kind of way, that Brian was handled. Yeah, I could see him being that same top tier kind of player. Interesting, because I don't think he trans. I mean, I can't picture him in the main event spot, put it that way, on the main roster. And really, at this point, if you bring Gargano back, I think you just keep him at NXT, man. Fortunately or unfortunately, I'm a fan of his, don't get me wrong, but I'm trying to be realistic too. But, I mean, because, do we see the elevation of a Finn Balor, of a Tommaso Ciampa, of some of these guys that have went through the NXT system that people have been screaming about for literally years at this point? You're not using them right. Is Hunter you know going to use them right? I actually don't think he will use them the way people think he will. And I'll tell you why. Because let's be mm. real. Finn is in his 40s right now, dude. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm I just mean, using him as a comp as just for comparison's sake. I mean, really, no, anybody that just went through that NXT. So, do we see an elevation of Kevin Owens to a main event spot? A guy who's Absolutely. a former Universal Champion that w people sit around and bitch. Vince isn't using him right. Sami Zayn, <laughs> Kevin Owens. I mean, Cesaro, who we just saw leave. Like, if Cesaro was still in the company, do we see an elevation of those talents, or do we stick with Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar? Is it still that old guard? Well, that to me is guard? the interesting thing. Right, but it's only two guys. That old guard is, should have plenty of room in their in their little, uh, you know, fenced area, if, if if you want to call it that. Because come on, man! It's only it's only Lesnar, it's only Reigns. You can put all sorts of pieces with that puzzle and work it, and and you can work it in in a good way, right? But um, look, I'm looking at it from a total business sense, right? If I'm Triple H right now, he knows basically what worked for him and what really didn't work for him. Now remember, he had the reins of NXT. This is a different beast now that he's got the reins of man. 
And he's got to think realistically here. You know what I mean? Do you want to bring all these smaller five for five, five foot six indie guys in your main event picture? Just say hypotheticals, right? And really, if you really think hard enough about it, I don't know, man. The answer for me would have to be no. I think it's time for him to just start afresh, bring in newer talent with the old, don't get me wrong, and tweak it into that Triple H style because right now I'll be looking at AEW's roster and I'll be looking at MJF. You know what I mean? I'll be looking at Wardlow. You know what I'm saying? I'll be looking at those guys and I'll be thinking those are the guys I want to push on, on, on the main roster right off the bat. You don't want to send these guys to NXT. You want these guys straight ready for the big time, man. That's how I'd be looking at things anyway. You know, the one that I think is the most interesting right now is Cody Rhodes. Absolutely. And does that derail his uh, chances? Because it's no secret, he was a Vince guy right now. Oh, yeah. The the history with Triple H and Cody, I don't know, man. It's true. That one to me is really interesting. How is Cody going to be handled when he comes back? That that one's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm kind of holding out judgment, Jimmy, where I don't want to judge anything that happens between now and SummerSlam on the 30th, which is what, Saturday right. night? Uh, yeah, I feel Saturday. like Absolutely. coming out of SummerSlam, then we can really start to yes. see what Hunter wants to do here. Because, I mean, all the cards are already on the table for SummerSlam. Exactly. Now it's just sure making the shit work. Absolutely correct, man. This is still Vince's show right now for the time being. After summer, same is when we're going to see the changes really take into effect. Don't get me wrong, though, Jugger. There has been a lot of positive changes, but it's still very much a Vince-ridden show. And this was already done, like, you know, ages ago, really, to be fair. I actually sat down and watched Monday Night Raw this week because... Because I was curious. I was curious, is the show going to look any different? Is it going to feel any different? What is? What changes are we going to see? And I think on the surface, there wasn't a whole lot. I don't think that on the surface, the casual viewer noticed anything different. There was shit all kinds of different throughout this show, whether it's the way that they opened the show with the action already going on. We had Alexa Bliss looking dead into the camera and talking to you, the viewer. We had people, we had the Mysterios arriving backstage. was the last time you saw a car pull up on (laughs) WWE TV. We had the backstage (laughs) beat down of Rey Mysterio, which felt like the NWO was just wreaking havoc on everybody all over again. Like there was a lot of really subtle changes made throughout this show that I thought really made the whole thing kind of flow better all the way down to AJ Styles walking up to Logan Paul, two guys who have nothing to do with anything. And AJ's just saying straight up, listen, I don't know if I like you or not, because I don't know anything about you, but I like you more than Miz. Do everybody a solid and whip the Miz's ass. AJ's got nothing going on with Miz. He's got nothing going on with Logan Paul, but it's like, Holy shit. It's like he was just walking around backstage and was like, hey, there's Logan. I'm going to go say hello. I'm going to introduce myself. You know, something that would actually happen backstage. Like there were just little changes that (laughs) really made the show a lot better. There's still a long way to go, but there was a lot of changes. Just little stuff 
little tweaks that make it so much better. You said it, man. The pacing was great, actually, for a three-hour roll. Like I was saying, and usually it's a drag, but this didn't feel like a drag. And it was the little things that were noticeable, though, especially to people like us. Because, uh, yeah, sure, it's a typical, you know, raw sort of show when you just look at it, right? But really, deep down, when you break it down, it is a much better sort of booked show. You know what I'm saying? And uh, make no mistake, we'll really know right after SummerSlam, which I'm also looking forward to. And uh, yeah, because you bring up the AJ segment, right? It's called realism, right? right? That's what was happened in the back. I mean, realistically, you could run into him, even if the camera's not there, you might say something like that, right? If you don't know the guy. So yeah, I love it, man. I, I love where they're going. I just hope they go that direction and they go a hundred times an hour in that direction. You know what I mean? So look, WB's got a buzz going about it. And I'll be honest, dude, AEW right now feels flat compared to WWE. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what comes out after the show on Saturday and where the cards kind of lay. Uh, we, my biggest complaint about Monday night raw this week was a third of the show revolved around Austin Theory. True. That's been the thing, though, now for the last few weeks. <laughs> but it was literally the entire first hour of the show. I mean, be, yeah, no, be, between right. the opening promo with Reigns, and then you have the singles match, and then it turns into the tag thing, and it's just like, oh, my God, can we get somebody else on the screen? So is I'm, I'm curious if that's going to be a Hunter thing where we're going to see longer matches and segments. There wasn't somebody holding court in the middle of the ring for 15 minutes outside of Roman Reigns on that entire show. Is that the direction that we're going to go? I, time will tell, but it's going to be really interesting to see how that all pans out. The thing, you know, at the surface, it will still be very much a WWE sort of formula, if you know what I'm saying. We'll have a bit of everything. We're going to have your banger matches, right? You know, your 20-minute barn burners. That That's great. That's that's very much a Triple H thing. But we're also going to have your storytelling, you know, your your long promos and stuff. Look, it's still going to be very much your WWE style of sports entertainment slash professional wrestling, whatever you want to call it right now. So make no mistake about it. It's still going to be that formula. But it's going to be put in a much more watchable way, which I'm cool with. You know what I mean? It, it's only little things yes they no. need to do to make that be a great show, though. I mean, like, there are some things on the show that I didn't like, right? Like, the, I, the, the SB Awards, number one, were an awful event that nobody should ever watch again. Steph Curry was a terrible host. None of it was funny. It just went on and on and on. And then they come to best WWE moment of the year. Oh. Why is there an SB award for the best WWE moment of the year if they didn't buy advertising time? Because, I mean, I feel like that's what happened is, is WWE paid for there to be an SB award that was only open to WWE talent and Cody Rhodes wins. Like that whole video package about the SB awards felt so Stephanie McMahon to me. Like, it just screams <laughs> Stephanie McMahon to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Philanthropy yeah, no, is right. the future of marketing. You bet. It's true. No, you, you hit the nail on the head, dude. It very much does look like a Stephanie McMahon thing. And uh, look, this is just, uh, 
you know, brownie points for WB, you know, just to show off their image and look who we really are. Don't remember my dad. Look at us. You know what I mean? We're cool. I mean, look, stocks have gone straight back up, dude. I mean, come on. I, I thought the Mysterio party backstage was a little bit lame. And then I was like, oh, oh wait a minute, they're Mexican. So, oh, I mean, like, that actually does seem like something, like it would be a Mexican party backstage with the balloons and the cake and everything. Like, okay, yeah, maybe that's not so far-fetched. And then we get the beat down by Judgment Day and, and all of that that transpired, and it was just like, eh. Eh. Like said, it's still WWE formula, and it still will be at your WWE formula, dude. It is what it is. Shout out to Facebook user, not sure who this is, but Facebook user says, I wonder in the long term if when TV contracts come up and this regime is still around, if Raw goes back to two hours. No, absolutely not. It is a three-hour show. And it is a three-hour show because they are getting paid to do a three-hour show. It's all about that money. It's not about your enjoyment as a viewer. It's about how much money can they make and how much advertising can they make. Unfortunately, but that that's the sad reality of the situation. It's it's called business. It's just business. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, you can't fault them for it, man. It, no. You're getting paid for that extra hour. I totally get it. We just got to learn. To I hate just, it. I agree with I you. Too. It should go back to two hours. Right. Hell yeah. But Absolutely. But Three hours is too long sense, for anything. Yeah. Tell me about it. But in the business sense, it makes total sense, man. I think the other big development in Jimmy T, I'm not sure if you're aware of this as of yet. We have had a change to the card for SummerSlam. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> evidently, Matt Riddle was injured Monday night on Raw. So Seth freaking Rollins versus Matt Riddle is off. Not happening Saturday at SummerSlam. I have no idea what this means for Seth freaking Rollins. Um, I don't know what this means for Matt Riddle because I'm... Matt Riddle came up through NXT, but he never felt like a Triple H guy. So I'm I'm not even really sure where Matt Riddle stands inside of the the lexicon of this ever changing universe. But Matt Riddle is one of those guys that he absolutely could be in for a main event push. Well, when you bring up about him being a Triple H guy, funny enough, there was hate between the two of them pre Riddle actually joining WWE. Funny enough. But in saying that, it was Triple H that signed him to WWE. And I think Triple H, you know, you can call him what you want. I think today's Hunter Man, or today's Paul Levesque, whatever you, whatever you want to call him, is a different guy and understands bullshit is bullshit, business is business, man. You can't mix the oh, two together. And I think the one thing that Triple H is good at is putting that shit aside right now. And uh, if he sees money... I'm sure he'll stick with Riddle, man, because he deserves it. But I'll tell you something, man. Funny. On my show, we're reviewing Raw um, on the Machismo with me, Panetta, and Lippman. And uh, we'll say, you know what's funny? This matchup was wrong to start with, anyway. Who was going to eat the friggin' pin here, yeah? You're going to have Riddle take another loss or Rollins take another loss? This was a bad matchup. And I think what they've done here, I think Triple H or whoever is in charge it well triple h i guess saw the predicament and actually called the match off because both these guys let's be honest should not take the pin so oh, i no. think that's what I this is this is all story this is all kayfabe for me bro 
So Seth Rollins, I think, absolutely finds himself back in that main event picture. We know that Seth Rollins is a Triple H guy. Not that he's ever really been out of the main event picture. I very much enjoyed the interaction between Roman and Seth the other night. I thought that was pretty good, where Seth just waved bye-bye to him and went about his business. And I think that's where they're going to go, man, because there's a lot of unfinished business. Because remember the Royal Rumble? That match was great, too. Like, Here's the problem. Who do you want to win that match? Between Roman and Seth right now? Between the characters, the head of the table and Seth freaking Rollins, who do you want to see win that match? Because they're both incredibly unlikable douchebags. They are. Like like the characters, um, not the performers, the characters. But you know what, man? I think right now I'm cool with either one of them actually holding on to a championship, right? But Seth Rollins right now I think would be brilliant as your world champion, dude, because can you picture him? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm still sick, so I can't do that laugh as good as I usually can. But my point is, Rollins would absolutely kill it right now as your champ. But you know what, man? You can't fault Roman Reigns either. The guy is still money, even though he's held those, well, one of the titles for over 700 days. And it doesn't bother me, dude. Like, for whatever reason, it just doesn't bother me. I just feel like him having because both it's belts. not believable anybody else would be walking around with those belts. That, that's true other too. than Brock Lesnar if he's around, right? And that see even that matchup again. Like I'm cool with the match, but you got to have Brock go over, right? Right at this point, I I feel like yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you kill it. You kill him. Is what are, you, what are we going to say next? He's too old. Like you know, what's the storyline? Like he's the choker. Like he can't beat Roman. Like, come on. Well, back to Riddle for just a second. Um, oh. I'm curious, how old? Brock Lesnar is 45 years old. Can you believe that shit? That's I spun out too, man. That is crazy. Because not too long ago, while he was still back in WWE, he was in his late 30s. I'm like, damn, he's not even that old. But look how time flies, dude. Well, and it's easy to say, don't elevate Seth. Seth is already elevated. You can put him on, in the main event whenever you want. And I agree Absolutely. with that. Right. But... Who do you think is older, Seth Rollins or Matt Riddle? Because they're actually the same age. They're the same age. But Seth just feels so much more stale because Riddle's a bit brighter of a new toy to be in there and playing with. But yeah, Matt Riddle's 36 years old already. If you're going to make money with Matt Riddle, you got to make some money with him now. No, you're right. I agree. Shit. I, I thought Riddle was a little bit younger than that. And Rollins, even him, I, you know what, man? Even though he's been around forever, he's not that old still, though, man. So, no. I mean, he's, he's had a long career and he's still relatively, you know, young. But he's at his peak right now, man. I mean, think about it. Years ago, other than Hulk Hogan, your flares, you know, there's a lot of exceptions. But generally, an athlete's, even in pro wrestling, they don't last that long, dude. But today's wrestlers are lasting longer than ever, man. Yeah, and part of that's the style. Um, I, oh, sure. I, I think so. They don't wrestle um, as much on the road either compared to not that long ago. When you think about it, they'll tell you otherwise, but really they're not. It's crazy to think The Shield was a decade ago. Wow. 2012 wow. is when The Shield Shit. made their debut. Yeah, that's crazy to think dude. about. Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. Well, I remember it like it was yesterday, and that feels like recent times still, Jago. 
So let's let's kind of run through the card here on Saturday, SummerSlam. Typically, this is the number two show of the year. Would you say well, is SummerSlam the second biggest show of the year? Arguably, SummerSlam or Royal Rumble. It's touch and go, yeah. man. You can go with either one, like either one. But yeah, this sure. this does not feel like a good show to me. I mean, even no, it on paper, like I feel like Death Before Dishonor, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Oh, I feel please. like on paper, it looks like Death Before Dishonor would be the better show. The Mysterios versus the Judgment Day for the 814th time. I don't even watch Raw, Jimmy T, and I've seen this match at least three times. Logan Paul yeah. versus The Miz, which I'm just not that into. Not really my cup of tea. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, we're going to run that back one year to the day. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. I mean, I'm sorry. That's not a match. That's a 20-second squash match. Uh, The Usos versus the Street Profits. Again. But it's always going to be a banger, Jugger. They always prove us wrong, dude. With Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee. Oh, boy. Bobby Lashley versus Ha-ha. Austin Theory. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. And then Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Like, on paper, that does not sound like a very good card to me. But guess what, Jago? On paper, Money in the Bank looked like shit. And yeah, guess what? It true. outperformed everyone's expectations. And let's be real. I'm not going to hold WB ever again to low expectations because when it comes to their premium events, they deliver, dude. Doesn't matter who's in charge. For whatever reason, these guys all come out and play, man. And I expect no less. Maybe I'd feel a little bit differently if this wasn't SummerSlam. Like if this was Backlash, I'd be like, yeah, right, it's all right. right. You know, but for SummerSlam, it just it doesn't it doesn't feel like that important of a card. Um any chance. It's a, it's a reset, dude. Think of this as WrestleMania and then we're going the new year again. Like, if that makes any sense. Like, a new season. The the problem is WrestleMania was just three months ago. Right, you, right. You know that's I mean? why I'm saying this one is your real sort of start and beginning, if that makes any sense. So you brought up Money in the Bank. Liv Morgan obviously already cashed in on Ronda Rousey. We see the rematch at SummerSlam. Austin Theory has said he is cashing in on Saturday night against the winner of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Um. Does this kid have a snowball's chance in hell of walking out of SummerSlam WWE champion? I don't think he's going to do it anyway. And I don't think the plan was for him to actually cash it at SummerSlam anyway. I think personally, and think about it, it makes total sense, man. Let him hold it all the way to WrestleMania. You know what you do? You make him cash it on Cody, dude. That's storytelling, man. And, and it makes... A good sort of uh, feud. Think about it. Everyone would be so happy for Cody to win the world championship. Finally, he's the WWE champion. Only for this kid theory to come along. Steal all his thunder. Just for you to want Cody to win the big one even more, dude. I think that's the way you should go. But whether they do it, I'm not sure. But I don't think he was planning on cashing in at SummerSlam. No way. I think Austin Theory... Walks out of SummerSlam, the WWE champion. I wouldn't be mad. I'm not going to lie. I I wouldn't be mad. No, you'll notice I said WWE. Right. Well, you can't cash in on both. And they don't tell you that it's that, right? So 
It's not really Brock Lesnar destroys Roman Reigns, wins the Universal Championship, and while Roman's still unconscious, Austin Theory oh, cashes yeah. in and pins Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns walks out with zero gold. Zero wait, wait, gold. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there, Jago, because I'm pretty sure this match, I'm talking about Lesnar versus Reigns, is for your WWE Universal. Oh, it's for both belts? Right, right. Yes, it is. They well, call the two lame. Because they call it the WWE World Universal Championship. Yes, it's a tongue twister, but that's what it is. And people say the All-Atlantic Championship is bad. Good <laughs> God. Can Good. we get the old Galaxy Championship possibly in not only AEW, but maybe in WB? But you know what? I'm going to double look at it because you know what? You bring up an interesting point because WB are good at pulling those ones over people. So just to be sure, I know I'm right, but just to be sure, I want to look that up. Man, I would just, I, I would have the one belt on the line against Brock Lesnar. Brock takes that belt, and then Austin Theory cashes in on an unconscious Roman Reigns. Like, that just makes sense that to me. It's cool. It's, uh, no, that's it absolutely does. Just have Roman sure, never move after Brock F5s him for the 18th time. No, you're right. But I'm pretty sure it's for both friggin' championships because that's, they're calling it. That's the thing. Like, it's the WWE World Universal Championship. So. I oh, know well, it's weird. Stupid. That's oh, almost yeah. as no, dumb. Right. That's almost as dumb as Sammy Guevara walking around with two titles when he became the TNT champion. Yep. No, you're right. Um. So is this a fucking two belt? Yes, it has to be. And this is from WWE.com. Just waiting for it to load. Um. Just tell me the damn. Oh my god! It's not even telling me. It's yeah, it's the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. It doesn't fucking specify, dude. See, that's all the more reason to do it. It doesn't actually. This is what it says, right? This is on WWE.com. I kid you not, right? It shows me Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. But all it says is this, right? Undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Last man, last man standing match. You know what? See, I would about just, it? just have Brock take the universal point? title and theory take the world title. Man, are they pulling the wall again? Like, if I, if we've all fallen for this other than yourself, obviously, Jago, we're all a bunch of dumb cunts, dude. I mean, straight up. Because now that I think about it, have they really been saying it's for the, you know, they're not really saying it. But we all just assume. I mean, Austin Theory is kind of presenting like, you know, oh, he's going to cash in on whoever wins. Right. Why not? Why not cash in on whoever loses? If Roman Reigns is still the, has one belt, go ahead and cash in. Look, I, I, it has to be. It has to be for the I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it has to be right. I mean, why is, isn't it telling me not even on WWE.com? Um. I don't get it. Like, now you got me puzzled, dude, to the point where I'm actually, like, thinking, you know what? Are you onto something? And I'm just tripping. Um, It really doesn't every... Like, look, man, look it up for yourself out of curiosity. You tell me if you find anywhere so far if there's a, any championships on the line, believe it or not. 
Well, I mean, the only place I, I ever go is Wikipedia. So. Okay, here it says Reigns will defend his undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Lesnar Somerset, but it almost they make it out like it's just a universal, like the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Hmm. Interesting. That sounds weird, like to me. I've heard also WWE World Universal Championship. So watch for the swerve. I'm just saying, watch for no, the you swerve. Might be, you might be onto something. I wouldn't put it past them, the pricks. If they do that, oh man, I don't know if that'll piss people off or, or I don't know. But that's yeah, that's weird, man. You can see the bloodline walk out. No championships. Three minutes, six belts. My God, how many times did I hear that the other night? Good Lord. Oh, I know, man. It's true. And they've got no tag division, bro. That That's another thing. They need to sign up some tag teams. Does Brock Lesnar walk out with one belt, two belts, eight belts? Or does Brock Lesnar just walk out? Brock Lesnar evidently uh -huh. left SmackDown on Friday. And then came back, I'm guessing because there was a phone call that went something like, hello, Mr. Lesnar, this <laughs> is Paul Heyman, and we need you to come back to work. Um, does, does Brock walk out as champion, or does Brock just walk out? First of all, I think uh, that Brock Lesnar debacle over you know, last week, last Friday, shall I say, was all WWE leaking bullshit information for all of us to you be? You think it was all the work? I was not all the work, dude. I said it even we did it. We did the extra last week for Vince, right? Right. The second we got off the air, we did it another extra, the next extra because of the Lesnar thing, right? And I said it even on that show. I call bullshit. Most people thought it wasn't. I knew this is this smelled like WWE's uh, PR team putting you know leaking out bullshit, right? Just so people thought that, and I think all along that was never going to happen. He's not like that, dude. That was that was just to gain a bit of attention, and it worked because it got the whole internet buzzing. I mean, shit. They say TK locks to blow his load. Well, WWE gave us Triple H, Vince McMahon, and Brock Lesnar all in the same day. Think and John Laurinaitis. And John Laurinaitis. So there you go. Exactly. What did you say, pal? Can't even do the voice anymore. God dude. damn, pal. There you go. <laughs> like, God damn it, Vince. They busted us. God damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now the Bella's mom's going to be mad too, boss. What do we do now? I don't you don't want Mickey Bella to turn on you. Oh, you know, Roman Reigns should have saved the Who's Your Daddy line for Brock Lesnar Friday on SmackDown. Yeah, you know what's funny? Speaking of Who's Your Daddy, um, you know what's funny, dude? Meltzer really has lost his marbles. Did you hear what, that. what Meltzer did? Dude, he actually thought of Gargano and the way. Like, really, bro? Someone's out of touch, Jago. No, that is how he gets this title as king of all marks, is because he remembers oh. stupid shit like that. That's well, why. He's probably the that's only why guy he is the king of the way. marks. Oh, well, it's it's his way, not uh, theory's the way. Majesty you know what I mean? <laughs> the majesty of marks. The majesty of marks. That's brilliant. He's the bitch of the queens. Clem, the majesty of <laughs> Mark Meltzer. <laughs> Don't do that. Are you ready I'm to read sick. the dirty sheets? Oh, should I say the dirty sheets? <laughs> Good God. Oh, Meltzer. Mark, the the majesty of Mark Meltzer. Triple M. <laughs> the, majesty, 
Triple M rocks hard. Triple M, dude. Love it. Absolutely love it. Let's talk a little bit of New Japan pro wrestling as the J1 Climax is fully underway now. That's right. It's the J1 because Jay White is the only one that is performing to the best of his ability. Jimmy T, are you keeping up with the G1 this year? Because I'm having a really hard time keeping up with the G1 this year. I'm aware of the G1. I know it's happening, but uh, I'll be honest, man, with all the shit that's been going on in, in the Western world of professional wrestling, um, I must admit, this is the least I've actually paid attention to the G1 in probably about eight years, dude. They fucked it all up. That's what's going wow. on. They fucked it all up. Normally, there done? is an A block and a B block, right? Oh, no, I know, I know the scenario, and, and right? Yes. Around Robin. This year, they have four blocks. And they're still doing the round robin. The problem is it used to be you would have A block matches on Monday night and then you would have B block matches on Tuesday night. And then you go back to A block matches on Wednesday and et cetera, et cetera, right? right. As you would go through the tour. They're not doing that. So you're losing who is in what block and what the standings are and the competition aspect, like, because normally the blocks kind of take on their own personalities. Like, Oh, everybody's chasing Okada in this block. And so then you're looking at Okada's no, they're doing like, you'll have an a block match, a B block match, a C block match and a D block match all on the same show. And then the next show you'll have an a block match and a B block match and a C block match and a D block match. And so you, you can't keep track of who is in what damn block and what the score is inside of the blocks. They've went and fucked the whole damn thing up. How do they do that though, dude? That's, I, I'm, I don't know what I to say, like bro. It. That's weird. I, I, I don't do not like it. I don't like it at all. So we're now, everybody is basically two matches deep inside of the g1 climax here are your current standings of course there's only two matches so lots of people at the same point totals kazuchika okada leading the a block along with bad luck fale also with four points yano with two points jeff cobb with two points the murder hawk lance archer with two points jonah and tom lawler the dirty gaijin bringing up the rear zero points in the b block all change yeah in the b block we have the great okan He's got zero points. And then we have Ishii, Owens, Sonata, Tamatanga, and Taichi, all with two points. Jay White with four points leading the block. Your current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. In the C block, it's led by Zack Sabre Jr. and fucking Goto. Fucking Goto's got four points already, along with Hanare and Evil. And then Tetsuya Naito and Kenta bringing up the rear at zero points. Well, Osprey oh, leading the D block. No surprise there. Two points for Juice Robinson, Yujiro, Shingo, El Fantasmo getting his first win. David Finley and Yoshihashi sitting at zero points. The only one <laughs> of any interest here, Jimmy T, is the champion, Switchblade Jay White. He has once again renamed it the J1 Climax instead of the G1 Brilliant. Climax. And Jimmy T, when the switchblade says something is true, typically it comes true. Sold out Madison Square Garden, sold out the United Center, won every championship that there is inside of New Japan Pro Wrestling, but he hasn't won the G1. Not only 
Does he say he is going to win the G1 Climax, Jimmy T? Are you ready for this? Switchblade White has claimed he will go undefeated through the G1 Climax. That has never been done. Undefeated. I will want to point out that look at his block, dude. His block is full of like, look, you got Tamatonga, right? Sure. You got Sonata, sure. You got Ishii. But let's be honest, dude. None of these guys are on his level. You got Chase Owens. Ishii, and he beat Sonata. His his remaining matches are Tai Chi, Tamatonga, Great Okan, and Chase Owens. He's going undefeated in the block, that's for sure. In the B block, that is. And uh, no doubt about it, it, this is... You know, you got your group of death and your group of like, and when I say group of death, I mean the, you know, the, the, the hardest block to actually like, you know, split, you know what I'm saying? This one right here, it's clear as night and day. Jay White is absolutely going to blitz through the B block and then we move on. So look, man, don't be surprised uh, if they go that way. And I'm cool with that. I'll, I'd love to see that, man. But right now, He's got a pretty weak group by, you know, by his standards, and uh, he's going to absolutely dominate. It's going to be interesting to see who wins this tournament. And if the champion does win, he gets to name his own challenger. That's that's the one that's interesting. That's the one that's interesting. Would we have AEW somehow involved in this decision? Only if Jay White wins... The G1 claim names Kenny Omega as his challenger. That's, that's what I was alluding to. Like, and that's why I asked you that question. If that's the case, could you possibly really see that happening? He's due to come back mm. if reports are true. Reports I'm hearing are August. August, September. I'm guessing he's back for all out. I'm guessing that's the grand return of Kenny Omega. Yeah, people like to poison, you know, your thoughts about Kenny Omega, but I'm not going to allow that to get to me. I still think he's one of the greatest workers in progressing right now, right? Yes, I said it. We will see. We will see. Well, but that's it. It could be a completely different Kenny, one that's psychologically not going to be the same. Hence why I think they'll go with the trios route with the Bucks, just so, you know, he can nurse his injuries a little better and ease back into action. I want Kenny back. I don't want I don't want eighty percent of Kenny back teaming with the Bucks and the fucking bullshit trios titles that don't exist. Right. I don't want I don't I don't need any of that. I just want Kenny back. Me too, man. But you know what, dude? I feel like psychologically he's worried a little bit, dude. I don't think I mean look at him. He, He does, dude. I feel like he's putting himself under so much pressure to be that same old Kenny, but he's trying to project that. I'm not going to be the same Kenny and I'm one more injury away from retiring at this point. So yeah. yeah, Interesting. We'll see. Very interesting. Evidently what was not interesting was ring of honors death before dishonor came to us this past Sunday live on bleacher report. Jimmy T is shaking his head. Jimmy T has watched this show. I have not watched this show. And when I saw FTR and the Briscoes went 43 minutes and 25 seconds, I decided I was not watching this show. I love the Briscoes. I love FTR. I have no desire to watch a 45-minute tag team match. Um, Jimmy T, what was wrong with this show? Because as I looked at it on paper, it looked like it should be a good show. And I'm hearing great things about FTR versus the Briscoes. Please, anyone that tells you that bullshit, 
I'll be honest, man. Me and Panetta were both watching it at the same time, right? Because we were the ones that reviewed it. And uh, first of all, we tapped out before the ending of FTR and uh, and, and fucking what's it called? Um, the Briscoes. Because, it will, and I was even like, nah, man, look, why don't I just finish it? There was five minutes to go, and I kid you not, we're like, I, I can't, man. I just can't. Like, it was that long, that... Too much. They ruined it. They ruined it, bro. They ruined the great little freaking rivalry that they had going with this bullshit. Like, it was just bad, dude. The whole thing, the way everything was booked... Seriously, pure rules are starting to annoy me right now. You can only pull off pure rules, right? With the right guys. And as good as Yuda and Daniel Garcia are, not they're the not right the guys, guys to they're not the right guys to pull off that shit, right? And it was bad in my eyes, man. It was like, get this pure shit crap just away from me right now. You know, so that really frustrated me. With the pure rules. Is oh, I mean there's course, too many rules, it's too complicated. I pro I don't want to have to think about pro wrestling. I just call it Greco Roman or something, man. Don't right. call it fucking pure, man. What the fuck is pure, really? Pure wrestling? Like, call it Greco Roman, man. Stop confusing shit. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it was just frustrating, man. Gresham against Costagnoli. I told you my, my thoughts on that. When I see a dude that's, dude, it was like a midget versus a giant. I kid you not, bro. But yeah. seeing Cesaro, or sorry, Costagnoli get on one knee. You know when you're trying to help a kid, dude, like sort of thing, you get on your knee? I swear to you, bro. It looked like that. The, the second I saw that, and then Grisham giving him a forearm straight to the face, I was like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> that was the first match, and I was already feeling that way. So it was all downhill from there, dude. Honestly. They opened with that? They opened with that. Mind you, Grisham came out to plain Jane nothing, like no octopus, no foundation, not even foundation on his face, dude. And then apparently he walked out. Tully Blanchard has walked out. Everybody's walking out in Ring of Honor slash AW, whatever the hell it is. Just please, TK, call a spade a spade. You failed miserably. You cannot get television. I don't want Rampage being Ring of Honor Rampage. Just kill it already, man. Who cares I, about I the blow and blowback? Kill it because you're killing its legacy. Let's talk about the other Stop. only other match on this show that I was interested in. Samoa Joe defeats Jay Lethal via submission. Uh, Jimmy T, I don't even necessarily care about the mm. result. I don't care that Samoa Joe is still the ROH World Television Champion. I don't <laughs> care Television how champion. this is going to hurt Jay Lethal. I just want to know, how did Joe look in the ring? Fat. I'm sorry. I love Joe, man. Anyone that knows so do me I. Knows That's Joe. Why I'm, I, and we haven't seen Joe, especially in the ring, in months, it seems like. Look, look, man. First of all, he shaved his head, which makes him look even fatter, dude, because you can see all the rolls. Like, hey, man, look, well, I'm I mean, flushing myself. Fair, to be fair, Joe should have shaved his head like three years ago. Maybe five years ago. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, dude, because right now, I was like, what the hell is this? And I love Joe, Damn. bro. Joe's one of my favorites over the years, man. For real. That's a shoot. But come on, man. Look, other people say I'm crazy. He looks great. Bald. Sorry, I love that sort of mohawk gimmick that he had in WWE with the plat thing going. 
that looked badass to me, man. This, he's just, you know how people used to say if he jumped to WWE, they'll call him Joey Samoa or something like that? Well, I'm sorry, but that's what went through my head. Joey Samoa. That wasn't Samoa Joe. I'm telling you, dude. He looked, he looked all right in the ring, but come on. Damn. Seriously. No one gives a shit in Ring of Honor, bro. They don't even care about their look over there right now at this point. I don't blame them. With the exception of Roosh and Dragon Lee, there's there's two guys who absolutely care about their look. They're absolutely in the best shape that they possibly can be. They look like a million bucks. Jimmy T, how was the match between Roosh and Dragon Lee? Two brothers at war for no apparent reason. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I mean, what's behind this shit, bro? I, I, I mean, is Dragon Lee still representing Los Ingobernables? De no, La Faction. <laughs> La but Faction. I mean, like, is he still repping that, or did they move away from that entirely? I don't know, man. I don't think even La Faction Ingobernables, whatever the hell they called it, is even a thing anymore, bro. I really don't. Because where's Andrade? Like, he's, where he's is he? He's tagging with Ric Flair. Oh, 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 that's right. My my bad. <laughs> that's another thing. Look, I don't know what's going on, dude. I don't know why Talk Dragon Lee. Big weekend. This might be the biggest weekend of Jeff Jarrett's professional wrestling career. He's in the <laughs> final match of Ric Flair's career, and he gets to referee a championship match at SummerSlam. This might dude. be the biggest week of Jeff Jarrett's career dude. since. Whatever. <laughs> mm. Dude, sorry for me coughing, but you're making me laugh. First of all, if anybody's been listening to my shows this whole week, I've been putting Jeff Jarrett over on absolutely every single show I've been on. Right? Oh, I've been what? saying it because any great. Ha <laughs> ha. Listen up, slap nuts. <laughs> yeah, and that's J E double F J A. Double R, R E, e double, double T. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <Just> ha. <laughs> He's great, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, good on him. I mean, all hey, seriously. I can't hate on that, bro. I might have to add Jeff Jarrett Mark to your opening next week. <laughs> I'll be more than happy to say any great. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jeff Jarrett guy now. Fuck it, dude. I'm double J. That's it. <laughs> From now on, I'm coming on as double J. <laughs> with a J E double F J A double R J I double M Y. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Ha <laughs> ha. Just saying. That's so a good one. We, You're writing it down too. I am. I am. So we, we've established huh. a new double J. We've established triple M Meltzer. That's right. The majesty of Mark's Meltzer. Whoa. Jimmy T, anything else you want to plug, promote, put over before we get out of here this week? Other than plugging Jeff Jarrett, clearly, uh, spelling out his name. Uh, you other suppose than that, Jim- man plug Jeff Jarrett or just Jerry Jarrett? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just <laughs> end it right there. Uh-huh. Even his daddy's great. But I um, mean, saying that, uh, yeah, just check me out at the PWC Network. Also, the Death Before Dishonor um, review show was a, was a show that's actually on Channel Attitude and on the Hamid Media Group. So you can check that out over there too, man. 
And check us out right here at theblowoffpod.com. Dot com. I was going to say podbeans.com. Social media platforms <laughs> at not Jargo at underscore DJ Mass FX underscore. We will talk to you a little later on this week for a new edition of Rampage Uncaged over at channelattitude.com, the Hameen Media Group. And we will talk to you next week right back here for a new edition of The Blow Off. For now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya. <laughs>